This podcast is brought to you by MonthlyChallenge.fit. It's like Weight Watchers better help and the biggest loser had a baby. Check it out, MonthlyChallenge.fit. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 8899 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 8899. Enjoy! Today on episode number 303 of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, I've identified a new Achilles heel So we're going to talk about how to change bad habits. Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, where we take a no-nonsense approach to weight loss. We left our excuses in the past, and we've forgiven ourselves for abusing the gift that is our bodies. From this point forward, our health is more important. We will stay focused. We will stay determined. We will sacrifice now knowing that it's not going to be easy so that we can live a better tomorrow. We understand that weight loss is a marathon, not a sprint. It's about making lifestyle changes and that the only person who can stop you is you. You know where you are now and you know where you want to be. The new you begins today. Let's go. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it thin. I want to try it thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to die it thin. Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the schoolofpodcasting.com. If you're new to the show, I am not a doctor. I am not a trainer. I'm just a dude or a dudette in trying to lose some weight. And as I pull out my phone from last week, I am down 0.6 pounds. I will take that. It's not as, you know, you could sit there and go, oh, it's only points. You know, it's still going in the right direction. So let's not get too crazy about that. And for me, I'm down to my last 10 pounds. And can I tell you the last 10 pounds suck? They're like, we're not going. Get off my lawn. It's bizarre. So I will take that. If you're new to the show, I've done this by basically I've given up on fast food. I eat uh, some sort of protein, whether it be chicken or fish, or I eat pork or beef like two or three times a week, not a ton. I have a vegetable with every meal, and then I eat these things called fruits, and that's it. And then I drink about 80 ounces of water, and I try to get some exercise during the day. Now, I mentioned a couple months ago that uh, I had partaken of the Reese cup, 
And I mentioned how it's really hard now. If you notice, the packages now are like it's the big cup and now it's the multiple cups. Well, and I've always said, if you're a regular listener of the show, I said, when you do the wrong thing, you are practicing doing the wrong thing and you're probably going to get better at it. And so I am noticing now that that Reese cup thing is starting to happen more frequently. Now, those bad boys are about 200 calories a package. And if you do that enough, uh, that adds up. You know, pennies make dollars. And I just, it's one of those things that I'm really surprised that just that one little thing has kind of sent me down a path that, because, I I mean, seriously, I could easily go from, well, all right, well, I've, I've been doing just the, you know, the two-pack of the small cups, and I'm still losing weight, so maybe I could go up to a, no, no, quit doing the wrong thing, it's really stupid, and this is one of those things where we don't want to admit that we have, at times, weaknesses. If we didn't have weaknesses, we wouldn't be overweight, so that was just something I wanted to share, and that's where I did that episode about saying, I'm stronger than this, I need to follow my own advice on that, I'm just surprised that um and I'll I'll give you an example that I actually pushed through it. If if you've ever had to do anything that's uncomfortable. And I'll give you an example. If you've ever been through a divorce, those are uncomfortable. There's nothing more uncomfortable than standing in front of a judge and telling the judge right with a person standing next to you, I don't want to be around this person anymore. It's just uncomfortable. And so but you push through it and hopefully things are better on the other side. And so that's what I did. I was I was actually dreading going to the, the grocery store because I'm like, oh, they're going to have Reese cups there again. And those things are kind of tripping me up. And so I went through line, tried to find the smallest line I had, uh, picked up a, some sort of stupid rag off the magazine rack to take my brain off of it. And then as I was in line, I just was like, I just kept telling myself, no, just hang on two minutes. You'll check out your stuff. You'll be done and you'll be out of it. Yes, it's uncomfortable. Yes, you want one because you're thinking about one because you're trying to tell yourself that you don't want one and eventually just push through. So you can do it. And now I practice the right thing, which is not getting one. And hopefully I will get better at doing that. But so I found this article by a guy named Scott uh, H. Young. You can find him at scotthyoung.com. It's called How to Change a Habit. And it basically says habits are patterns that run our lives. Now, they take the pressure off needing to consciously control every aspect of your life. These patterns, they kind of run in the background, allowing us to focus our efforts on really more important things. Our brain creates these patterns to help us run common tasks on autopilot so we don't have to spend attention to them, which is great because it would be kind of awful if I'm trying to talk to you and like, hold on, I got to breathe. Okay, now I got to exhale. Hold on. Now I got to, you know. So despite the incredible power of habits, there are probably a few habits you'd like to remove. And Scott says, I'm going to go over exactly how we can remove the negative habits in our lives and replace them with habits that will make our lives better. He says, once you master the ability to change your habits, you can rapidly increase your own personal growth. He says, if you are a computer, then your habits, well, those would be your software. Habits are the little routines that you automatically execute. Now, for me, to kind of go off script here, 
Uh, when I get up in the morning, I stand up, I yawn, I stretch, I put on my glasses. That is just, it's, I don't think about it. I, I know I put them right there when I wake up. It's just a habit. So if we go back to the computer, your computer handles millions of interactions without input from yourself, just as you have thousands of tiny habits that control your behavior. The biggest problem, you know, that we have is we don't really spend enough time thinking about how to remove those pieces of software that we think are destructive. Now, we might try to remove it completely and various other pieces of software uh, then can collapse. So if you want to remove or change a habit, you really need to spend more time planning it. Changing habits often um, can be delicate surgery, especially for really entrenched habits. If you're one of the people that simply likes to use willpower to change all of your habits, then it's going to be much more difficult to see permanent results. Removing with willpower alone is like trying to conduct that surgery with a club. (laughs) I like that analogy. Instead, we need to find our schedule. And what he was talking about earlier about how, you know, we might try to remove it completely and various other pieces of software can collapse. That's basically biting off your your nose to spite your face. So he says the first step is to analyze. And you want to, you know, basically analyze why we have the habit in the first place. That's a good one. If a habit were entirely destructive, we wouldn't use it. The reason any habit exists is because at some level it gives us a positive reinforcement. Even if that positive reinforcement is incredibly underwhelmed by the pain it creates, it has to exist. Otherwise, we simply wouldn't participate in the habit. So there's got to be something there that we're going, so for me, it's like, well, I love peanut butter. So, but it's, it's, it's that, that zing I get from that is at times greater than the fact that I know this is not good for me. He says, so if we're trying to create a brand new habit, we need to consider how this new habit will impact our existing ones. A habit can only be changed, never remove or added. It can only be changed. So I've always said, you don't you don't create a new habit, you just change the old one. So if you're trying to add the habit of exercising, then you're going to have to replace the habit from what you would normally do with that time. So if you want to wake up earlier, you're going to have to replace your old habit of, well, sleeping in. So analyze, because unfortunately, there's still only 24 hours in a day. Damn it. Why can't we get Congress to pass something about that? Jeez. He says, analyze how making this habit modification will impact the other software you are currently running. So like he says, if you're going to get up earlier, well, that means you're going to be not sleeping in. If you're going to be exercising after dinner, that means you're not going to be sitting on the couch. So he says, take time to ask yourself, how will this impact the various aspects of your life? Will adding more exercise take away from your family, from your business, or your leisure time? What aspects are going to be affected and how? Then step two, you have to form some sort of strategy. Because now that you've analyzed how your habit is going to affect your life, you need to form a strategy for introducing the new strategy, which is like strategy squared at this point. He says, likely, you're going to need to make a bunch of minor habitual adjustments in order to smoothly transition your new habit. In other words, baby steps. Identify as many of these minor changes um, and any of those that will, that's going to be the difference between making habit surgery go with a scalpel or with a club. He 
says, if you're starting a new diet, you need to identify all the other things you will need to adjust to compensate. Are you going to need to buy new food? Will you need to stock new food? Are you going to have to change the food you order at restaurants? Will you have to learn how to cook this new food? Will you have to replace the habit of eating when stressed to do something else? Right? So it's kind of like, all right, instead of doing this, I'm going to do this instead. You're replacing the old habit. He says, the failure of most habit changes lies in this step. Most people do a brief overview of step one. In other words, they analyze and they jump right into surgery. Then when they fail, they believe that problem was they didn't have enough willpower. Look, willpower can be a good tool, but it can't compensate for poorly conceiving this step of, again, strategy. If you don't come up with a strategy, if you don't know what to do when things get tough, you're kind of leaving yourself out to to dry here. He says, um, uh, your strategy should be comprehensive to the scale of your habit you wish to replace. He says, when I decided to not eat any animal products, I spent a lot of time in this phase to ensure that the whole process went smoothly. And to this day, I don't consume any animal protein. Some habits are relatively simple, like limiting email checking or web surfing. Others like lifestyle and dietary ones may take hours of proper planning. And this is things that I've run into when I go on the road or things like that. I'm, you know, I'm changing my habit. Right. I'm like, okay, I'll get up and go to the fridge. Well, I don't have a fridge now or whatever. Right. You've got to think about these things. You got to come up with the strategy because without it, you're kind of again, when things go tough, you go and then you're going to try to change it with willpower. I just won't eat for 36 hours. And that usually doesn't work. So step three, prepare. He says in this phase, you need to change your intellectual need to change a bad habit into a good one and add the emotional component. Tony Robbins, if you haven't seen the new Tony Robbins thing on Netflix called I'm Not Your Guru, I'm not a huge, uh, we talked about this last week. Uh, that was a pretty cool movie. He says he has some great info on this step as he says that you need to change the neurology. It's, yep, that's a fun word. He says you need to change the neurological associations you are making. You need to associate incredible pain to your old habit and incredible pleasure to your new one. So, to associate pain, you need to find emotional evidence that really reinforces your change. So if you're trying to quit smoking, go visit people who are dying of emphysema and lung cancer. Boy, there's a party. Look at graphic pictures of what happens to your body when you smoke. Take a look at your family, your friends, and think about how that affects your lives if you were gone. Even if you're young right now, Think about your grandchildren. Wouldn't you like to know them? Or just ask my mom. She died when she was 59. So if you're smoking, I highly urge you to quit. Um, He says, just from reading this, I think you get the idea. The pain needs to be real. It needs to be tangible. You need to feel agonized. You need to feel disgusted and sick when you think of going back to your old habit. If you don't have this emotional connection a lasting change will be much harder, if not possible. And I mentioned this a couple episodes ago, the power of the before picture. I'm finding more pictures now. Facebook is like, this is what you were doing a year ago. And I look at the pictures and go, ugh, that helps me to stay on track. Because I'm like going, really? How did I not see that I was pregnant? I was just like, wow. He says, uh, Scott says, now you need to associate incredible pleasure to the new habit. Uh, boy, I want to go blue here. 
Go talk to people who have kicked the smoking habit for good and ask them how it was how it's improved their life. Go to online support forums and talk to friends and family that you think will support you. Keep word there that you think will support you. Think of how your life will be once you will be able to breathe clearly, knowing that you don't have those toxins in collecting your lungs. So for for you, it might be let's say you've never been able to shop in that one section of the store. Think about how good it's gonna feel to be able to shop wherever you want because you can fit into, quote, air quotes here, regular clothes. Uh, Think about how great it would be to not be out of breath. Think about how great, I know for me, my knee used to ache on a mm, somewhat regular basis. I would have problems with my back and I still occasionally have back problems. I think that's just because my back's out of whack, but I'm not, I haven't been sick in a long time. And so these are things that I need to remember when I, you know, can't back away from the Twinkie, when I can't back away from the Reese cup. Scott says, I always laugh when I hear people asking if they can still eat what they want when they're on their diet. Diets that proclaim you'll still be able to eat all those foods you love. He asked the question, what do you think made you overweight and unhealthy in the first place? So if somebody's telling you can just you don't have to exercise and you can eat whatever you want pasta it's there cheesecake it's your fit no it just no no that's just somebody who's after your money and we're smarter than that and i've said before it's the food if you're like well maybe i need to exercise more it's the food he says you need to get an emotional threshold where the idea of putting those potato chips and the fast food in your mouth feels disgusting. Just picture a bunch of cellulite on your butt. That's it, right? What's that say? A moment on the lips, uh, whatever, a lifetime on the hips. Well, that's, yeah, maybe we ought to be using that. He says, you also need to love the idea of eating whole grains. Mmm, brown rice, yummy. Vegetables and lighter meals. Don't know if some of that stuff, but I don't mind brown rice. Um, I used to hate it. Used to hate it. Don't mind it anymore. He says, if you still love greasy foods, You'll never be able to give them up. So I don't know how I can, because I really love Reese Cups. I always have my entire life. Uh, there are a couple things, right? I've mentioned Oreo cookie blizzards are a bit things. And I just avoid going by Dairy Queen. You know, that's just something. That's knowing my my weaknesses there. And and having a strategy. I don't go in that location. I go to a different you know grocery store, so I don't have to drive by Dairy Queen. All right, the last step is to act. If you have successfully gone through these three steps, and again, step number one, do you remember what it was? That's right, analyze. Step number two, strategy. Step number three, prepare. Step number four is act. He says, now is the time to set in place your new habit and condition it so it becomes part of your life. Take that piece of software and run it through your computer until it becomes fully integrated. He says, there are many ways to do this step. He says, my personal favorite is the 30-day trial introduced to me by Steve Pavlina. He says, the basic premise is you challenge yourself to keep the habit for 30 days, no matter what. After the 30 days are done, the habit is usually uh, suitably reinforced to allow you to continue on automatic. So picture... The old days when you had to crank a car to start it, remember that? Or anything you've ever had to start that you had to kind of hand crank it 
And once it kind of gets going, you can quit. Well, it's that first part that's the, it's getting it going. Then it runs on its own. He says, you can see how I use this process to run a trial to exercise for at least an hour every day in my life. He says, make sure you make sure your trial is written down. And if you can make a public commitment, you need to make, uh, you need to make leverage against yourself to keep from backing down. So say, here's what I'm doing and then write it down. And we've mentioned about this in the past that even if it's putting it into some sort of digital thing, um, that act somehow puts it into your brain just a little better. He says, here are some tips for those who want to use the 30 day of trial method. One, use proper goal setting techniques. Uh, number two, if the challenge is particularly tough, keep a journal for your trial. Again, journals, it's weird. I've, I've mentioned, uh, pen zoo and things like my fitness pal. I'm using Fitbit, things like that. He says, number three, ensure the habit will be repeated at least once a day. Your habit is on a weekly basis. You'll need to extend the length of your trial in order to properly condition it. He says, I made this mistake by running four week, by running four week trials, roughly 30 days, which failed miserably because four repetitions isn't enough to properly condition a habit. So he says, ensure that the habit will repeat at least once per day. Number four, reward yourself. If you're sticking to your habit, then you deserve a reward. Just make sure that if you're on a health related diet, that reward doesn't interfere with your challenge. So if you're like, hey, I didn't eat any Reese cups, I'm going to celebrate with an Oreo cookie blizzard. That just is not, that doesn't work. This could be watching your favorite TV show, going to see your friends. Don't reward yourself after a week or a month, but as soon as you've taken that first step. So when you do it, pat yourself on the back. Don't don't skimp on, on rewarding yourself. And lastly, it says have fun. Changing your life for the better, it should be fun. Remember, you're making changes that will allow you more time, more joy, and more fulfillment in the future. So again, those steps are analyze, form a strategy, prepare, uh, you know, that's the whole pain and pleasure thing, and then act. And so I'll put a link to this out in the show notes. You can go out to logicalweightloss.com slash 303. I want to thank everybody who's been using the Amazon links out at LogicalLoss.com. If you are going to be going to Amazon for anything, do consider going to LogicalLoss.com and clicking on the Amazon banner. It doesn't cost you a thing more, and it basically, by clicking on that banner, we get a small finder's fee, and it helps pay for the bandwidth and all the other fun things that go on. It costs me about $30 a month to do the podcast, and it's just an easy way without just asking you to donate. Now you can do that if you like at logicalloss.com slash support, but that's a way that's a win-win. If you go shopping through my link, we both win. So thanks so much for tuning in. As I record this, it is July and it is hot. So be sure to stay hydrated, drink lots of water, and uh, we'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. If you're listening to this on a website, please consider subscribing to us for free in iTunes by going to LogicalLoss.com forward slash iTunes. You can contact me via email by sending an email to Dave at LogicalLoss.com or call in your comments toll free, 888-563-3228. You can sign up for our free newsletter and participate in our forums at our website, which is LogicalLoss.com. Our theme music is courtesy of SkinnySongs.com. Thanks again for listening. You know, they say knowledge is power. 
Knowledge is only power when it's acted upon. You can do this. Live right, lose weight, live long. I just wanna be thin. I don't deny it. Thin. I wanna try it. Thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have. 